0: The book of Deuteronomy, the 33rd chapter, the 24th and the 25th verses. And of Asher he said, Blessed above sons be Asher. Let him be the favorite of his brothers, and let him dip his foot in oil. Your bars shall be iron and bronze. And as your days, so shall your strength be. Amen and amen. Moses is about ready to die, and he knows it. And he gives a speech to his people. And the 33rd chapter of the book of Deuteronomy is part of that speech where he bestows upon the twelve sons of Jacob the individual and collective blessings which are to be to those tribes. Verses 24 and 25 speak of the particular blessings that were to go to the eighth son of Jacob whose name was Asher. And this eighth. Son was to receive five specific blessings from God. One, he was to have the blessing of special privilege. And Asher, blessed above sons be Asher. He was to have special privilege. He carried extra responsibility as does anyone who is given Special privilege, but he had it. And you get it only by blessing from God. You can work hard, you can try even harder, but the blessing of privilege comes only from God. Blessing number two social acceptability. Asher had what so many of us try to get. Acceptability by our brothers and sisters. Acceptability in social circumstance is one of those things that if you have it, you don't think too much about it. But if you don't have it, you can think of little else. What crazy, irresponsible, ridiculous things we do to get people to try to look at us and to recognize us and so much of the crime and devastation and heartache that comes does so by people seeking recognition of other people Asher had it he had that which is a blessing of God social acceptability three he had the blessing of financial prosperity To understand this particular verse, you have to know something about the geography of the Holy Land. And you'll remember in the 49th chapter of Genesis, where Jacob distributes the land, he gives that particular part to this eighth son, Asher, which is clear up in the northwest corner. And the land which went to Asher was that which today surrounds modern country of Lebanon. It is that stretch of land which is surrounded on the west by the Mediterranean and on the east by the mountains of Lebanon. A 60-mile stretch across. That's the piece of land that went to Asher. And it had not only the fertile land in around the plains of the Mediterranean, but it also had tremendous high mountains, the mountains called Mount Lebanon. That was his land. But it was a land that was flowing not with milk and honey, but with olive groves. Traveled over that land with some of you not too long ago. You can still picture in my mind's eye the great olive groves on top of olive groves. And Asher had some of the greatest and most luscious, delicious, sumptuous olives that were ever grown in Israel. He was able to produce, you see, from them not only the fruit of the vine. He was able to also to take the wood which is used in all types of olive wood construction. But what is more important, he was able in the large hewn cisterns to tamp, tramp upon the olives and bring forth the rich, expensive olive oil. And when the blessing is given, let him dip, his foot in oil. What Moses was saying is that he shall have financial prosperity and that he had. What a blessing when God gives us not only every day, which is a blessing, gives us our health, which is a blessing, but as added blessing he gives unto us the ability To use our hands, our minds, and to earn a prosperous living. Asher had it, and he knew he had it. The blessings four and five are a little more difficult to understand. The Revised Standard Version, from which we have just read, says, Your bars shall be like iron and bronze. The King James, the old reliable King James, I think brings more clarification when it says, Your shoes shall be iron and brass. What he was trying to tell Asher is that Asher would have an impregnable defense. He would have sure protection. Remember, the land was not only flat near the Mediterranean, but near The eastern shore, it was high. The mountains of Lebanon were tremendous and treacherous. Not only were there minerals hid in those particular mountains, but the mountains would be hard to defend. They would be very difficult to travel. And what God was saying through Moses is that, Asher, I will take care of you. If you have to climb the highest mountain, I will give unto you shoes of iron protect you from the crags, and the holes, and the rocks, and the stones, I will give you shoes of bronze Against your enemies I will give you not wooden fences, but iron fences. You will have bars of defense that are indestructible and undefeatable. That's a great promise when you know that no one can hurt you or harm you and destroy you, when you can wake up every day and have the confidence that we who are with God are stronger than those who oppose God. And that's a blessing that Asher had. And he had not only that one, but he had the fifth one. As your days, so shall be your strength. God was promising unto the son of Joshua or the son of Judah, this particular one chosen of God, he would have that particular blessing which would come of inner strength adequate to every need. He's the son of Jacob. That's who he is. I've been trying to think of it here for the last 15 seconds. The son of Jacob would have that inner strength adequate to every need. That's a great blessing. A great blessing. It means whatever the job needed, God in time and at the proper time, not one minute too early, not one second too late, would he give him the resources and the tools to do that job that at the right time at the right place God would provide the strength sufficient unto that day and though he may not have it today Asher could be assured that no matter whatever the demands of tomorrow he would have from God that particular equipment those tools that strength to face tomorrow's battles those are the five blessings which God gave to Asher. And because we are of the Judeo-Christian tradition, we too have those blessings of Asher. We have them even greater through Jesus Christ, another son of God, who promised us the same five blessings that were the son of Jacob. We too, you see, have the blessing of special privilege. We are privileged people Chosen. How does Peter put it? You are a chosen race, a holy nation, a royal priesthood, God's own people. John the Gospel writer says that we are so important, so privileged, that God sent his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Mr. Camel reminded us in our prayer today that we are made something special just a little lower than God himself and that is a blessing we are special people not just for privilege but more important for responsibility do you realize God has entrusted his world to us and we are the people who in the name of Jesus Christ are the instruments of Christ's blessing to this world. We're privileged. And don't let anybody tell you differently. We have social acceptability. What enables us to be together here, not knowing perhaps the person's name beside us or in front of us or back of us, Why some stranger can come in off of the highway and feel a home and warmth within this body of believers is because of the blessing of God. We can come in here not having to be frightened or afraid of each other, having not paranoid tendencies, but being completely open and free and free to love because of Jesus Christ. We have the blessing of social acceptability. Now some of us don't know it, but we have it through Jesus Christ. God sent his son not to tell us just about God, but so much of the teaching of Jesus is about personal interrelationships. You read the gospel, the Sermon of the Mount is really a great lesson from God as to how man can get along with man. We're told what to do when somebody offends us and somebody robs from us. We're told how to operate with our enemies. Jesus keeps stressing the fact that what we are to do unto other people is the same thing that we want other people to do unto us. And with the message of Jesus Christ, who loved everybody and felt socially acceptable, not only with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, but with the sinners particularly we can in the words of Thomas Harris in his particular theory claims each one of us can say I'm okay and you're okay and we owe nothing to anyone except our love and we don't have to play games with anybody that's a great blessing Oh, if we could only realize we have it. We do. It's a gift from God. To be socially acceptable to all people. We have it. And we have that third blessing too, financial prosperity. And especially in this community do we have financial prosperity. How blessed we are to be alive and awake this day. I am of a conviction that most of you are here today out of gratitude to God for what He has given to you in family, in friends, in your work, and in this church. And I'd like to take a moment to express gratitude to the members of this church and our many friends who have shared their financial prosperity with this particular church so that we can be the body of Jesus Christ in this community and be related throughout the world. Tomorrow night, at the first session meeting of the year, the Stewardship and Finance Committee of your session will be presenting a report. You'll read about it in the year-end report, which will go out from the office this week, but tomorrow night it will become official that in 1976 you people gave to the unified budget one hundred eighty six thousand dollars five hundred ninety two and sixty three cents that came in through the offering baskets we don't have a product to sell only the good news of the gospel to give away And you people believe in it. Our total receipts for the year were $210,000. $210,000 was given in one way or another by us to this church. That's because you people have got the message that God has blessed you with prosperity and if we continue to give of our prosperity God will prosper us as a church I believe that and Lord willing next year the total receipts of this church will approximate will approximate one quarter of a million dollars in one year that astounds me ladies and gentlemen and as pastor and one of you who helps to give that I wanna say thank you to us and I hope you'll join me in prayers of thanksgiving for the way we have caught the message and how God is blessing us with prosperity praise God anybody in this community or in this church who knows not that he's blessed he has a greater problem he doesn't know how to count and may we never forget especially on the dark wintry days (laughs) how blessed we are It's that fourth and fifth blessing, though, that we don't understand too well. We understand those first three. We give evidence of showing that. But that fourth blessing of having shoes of iron and brass, bars of iron and bronze. See, that's sometimes, we forget that. When we have to face the mountains of life and nobody really knows how many mountains he's going to have to climb this year and thank God we don't know it today. If we did, I don't think we could stand it. But we forget that God has equipped us with shoes to climb those highest of mountains. If only we could remember today when we're down in the olive groves when things are good that the mountains are before us. There are mountains in our east. Mountains that are high. Mountains whose passes are dangerous. Mountains whose paths are narrow. Mountains where we're liable to get hurt. But thank God. God in his goodness has given unto us shoes of iron and brass. He has given to us to face our enemies. The iron, or the irons, of bronze. He has given unto us those bars of protection. Do you realize we are undefeatable people? I wish at times we would quit living like the victim and start living like the victors, who we are because of Jesus Christ. How does Paul put it? He says that we ought to be able to put on the helmet of salvation breastplate of righteousness carry the shield of faith and have in our hand the sword of truth the sword of the spirit which is the word of God we shall be girded with truth about our loins and nothing neither life nor death nor angels nor principalities nor things present nor things to come no mountain will ever be able to succumb us for even death is passed away and the gates of hell shall never be able to prevail against this church. We have that, ladies and gentlemen. And oh, how we forget that. How frightened we get at a weather forecast. How inferior we feel when the forces of evil seem to be winning. Oh, we won't win every battle, but we've won the war through Jesus Christ. And I only wish the people of God could remember that. And remember that we have been blessed with victory already. Thanks be to God who giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And that fifth particular blessing is one that I hope none of us forgets. I know I have trouble from time to time in worrying about tomorrow. I forget to let God worry about it, realizing that He will give me inner strength adequate for every need I will have to meet. Every need. You see, God is kind of thrifty. He'd make a good Scotch Presbyterian. God does not give us in abundance that which we do not need. God does not shed out that which we He knows will be wasted. Remember when the people of... Moses were there traveling around in the land of the Sinai, the pilgrimage. God gave them manna, but he gave them one day at a time. That was all the supply would be. And you know, that's all we really need. But we worry about tomorrow's problems today. And God never gives to us tomorrow's strength today. He keeps that for tomorrow. How did Jesus put it? Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Think not about tomorrow. We have some big decisions to make this week. We're going to have some big problems this year. But may no one of us ever forget. Let them come. And God will be sufficient through us to meet them. We have the five blessings of Asher, and we have them confirmed in Jesus Christ. When Asher had them, you see, all he could do was believe in them. He had no proof they would come. All his great-granddaddy Abraham, he had gone out by faith. And that's right, God blessed that faith, and Asher knew from his great-grandfather that just as he was blessed, so would Asher be blessed. When are we going to learn? How many more Ashers must there be before you and I don't just talk about our blessings but live them? I'm challenging you to start today and throughout the remainder of this year to claim your victory, to know your blessings, and for us to join with Asher in the blessings for which we have been destined, which God has given, and Jesus Christ died to confirm. May his death not be in vain, ladies and gentlemen. May he not have died in vain. Amen. We sing, O oh, Father, that you are to lead us. We think it's a blessed thought to sing, He leadeth me, he leadeth me. Father, help us to put feet and legs and arms to our voices. And may we be people who know that we are led not only up the mountains of difficulty, but we have been led into the blessing of Almighty God. And now may the grace, mercy, and peace of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be and abide with you all now and forevermore. Amen.